I don't think I was much older than four years old when one day my dad said to me, come on, let's go for a ride. So we got in the car and off we went. I asked where we were going and my dad said, mom has been noting that the steak knives have been getting rather dull. So we're going to buy a new set of knives. We got to the store and after watching a few demos, I was amazed at the ease with which these things could cut through rope and paper alike. Truth be told, I was only four, so I didn't really understand why all this horsepower was needed to cut through chicken nuggets, but somehow I knew that my mom was going to be happy. So as soon as my dad pulled up the driveway and put the car in park, I took off my seatbelt and went running inside, well ahead of my dad, yelling, Mom, Mom, guess what? Dad got you knives. My mom was overjoyed to hear this great news. And my dad, well, he was annoyed, mostly because this was supposed to be a surprise gift for her birthday. News so good you want to run ahead and tell everyone. That's the theme of today. We have a few names for this John, son of Zechariah, we just heard about in today's gospel. Most of us call him John the Baptist. Some call him John the Baptizer. But my personal favorite, John the Forerunner. To me, that name hits the nail on the head when it comes to describing what his ministry was all about. Luke uses this mysterious yet beautiful language from Isaiah to describe him, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. The wilderness, that place where without the distractions of civilization, we can so clearly hear the serene sounds of nature. But if we're really still, we begin to hear our own thoughts. And if we're particularly still, it's a place where we might even hear the tender voice of God. I suspect that's what's happened to John out there he got lost in all of that sanctifying silence of the wilderness. In it all, his heart sensed that something had changed, that someone or something had arrived. In that serenity, he heard that tender voice speaking. You know how everyone thinks I'm an angry God? You know how everyone thinks they have to follow these rules or offer those sacrifices to be in my good favor? You know how some people think I've forgotten about them? I need you to do me a favor. I need you to ask them to have a change of heart. Ask them to trust me. I've become incarnate so I can show them how much I really love them. And soon I'm going to comfort the sick, 
I'm going to proclaim good news to the poor. I'm going to hold each person hand in hand, look them right in the eye and tell them, you are forgiven because you are beloved. News so good, you want to run ahead and tell everyone. That's what John the Forerunner did. He went into all the region around the Jordan proclaiming a baptism of repentance, a baptism of a change of heart, as he spoiled the surprise for everyone. God is coming to forgive and to love. So off he went to the banks of the Jordan, telling everyone that he could, baptizing them to get ready for the baptism which Christ would perfect perfect in those very river banks, a foreshadowing of that water which Christ would sanctify for you and for me, all so we might know that refining and perfecting love, pointing us to that moment when we would be washed with the reflection, with the image of Christ. I suppose then, what is Advent? but a season in which we remember what it's like to be excited again, to feel that joy about not just the possibility, but the reality of all things being made perfect in Christ through this love. St. Paul's letter to his friends back in Philippi is electrified with that infectious joy as he writes, I thank God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you. And I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion. And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more. St. Paul knew that nothing would ever be brought to its perfection without this love. This love which made John run out of the wilderness and toward the banks of the Jordan. This love which Paul felt on the road to Damascus. This love which Paul then went on to share with those in Philippi. And this love which fueled the good works of that community this love which has been handed down from generation to generation through those 18 life-changing words. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Baptized into that overflowing font of love and forgiveness. Baptized in the confidence that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion. Baptized with a pre-printed invitation, all ready to go to that eternal and joyous banquet. That's all we have to do is RSVP and wait until you see the steak knives they've got at that banquet. the joy, the excitement, the anticipation of that invitation, that electrifying love.
That's what ignited the heart of John the Forerunner and sent him running ahead to prepare people for that good news. That's Advent. That hope and excitement that fills our hearts as we say, you'll never believe what I was just invited to. News so good, you want to run ahead and tell everyone.